I'm Damien Fowler. And I'm Elise Liffring. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. The Current is your deep dive into the future of TV, media, and data-driven marketing. All explained in plain English. And this week, we sit down with Katie Williams, the US CMO of Halion. Last year, the pharma giant GSK spun off its consumer healthcare division to create the newly independent company, which handles household names like Advil, Theraflu, and Chapstick. Katie joined the company in late 2020 at a time of great change, after a long career at legacy CPG companies like Kraft and Mondelez. The pandemic upended how consumers thought about healthcare and their access to it. GSK and Halion are seeking to reach consumers who are now more proactive than ever when it comes to their own health needs. I know I am, and we'll get to that. But first, we asked Katie to tell us about the new healthcare company and the meaning of the word Halion. Halion was launched in July of 2022, and it has been a company that's been in the works for several years. It's a combination of some previously owned by traditional pharma companies, consumer health brands. So a combination of acquisitions from Pfizer, GSK, and previously Novartis to create an amazing portfolio of consumer brands that ultimately the reason for the separation was to be able to focus 100% on our consumer health and self-care business. Halion itself was developed very thoughtfully as we launched and with input from multiple stakeholders. So we talked to consumers, employees, healthcare experts to really talk about what we wanted to achieve with this company and how we can ensure that we build that into the name as one of the first things we do to launch the new company. So hail comes from two words. It's the two root words are hail, which is an old English word that means good health. And then Leon, which is typically associated with strength. So strength and good health is really rooted in the word and was something that we wanted to make sure that we did to communicate not only who we are, but extends to our purpose of delivering better everyday health with humanity. And we wanted to ensure that we did that not only in the things that we do, but throughout all of the way we communicate and live our brand. Oh, I really like that. For those who don't know the brand portfolio, what brands are we talking about here? Oh, gosh, that was one of the reasons why I decided to come. It's such an amazing portfolio of brands, ones that I'm sure everyone has at least one of them in their cabinet. So brands like Sensodyne, which is in the number one brand in therapeutic oral care, brands like Tums and Excedrin, Advil, Theraflu, Robitussin, Emergency, I can go on and on, but it's a fantastic portfolio across five categories within self-care. So we compete, as I mentioned, in oral care. We also have upper respiratory, which is our cold cough flu, as well as allergy brands like Flonase. We have our wellness category, which includes vitamins, minerals, and supplements. Our number one brand there is Centrum, which is also a household name, and our immunity business is there, EMC. And then we also have a digestive health with brands like Tums, as I mentioned, and then Pain or Final, which our flagship brand there is Advil. Wow, it really sounds like it covers the gamut of consumer health. Now, you joined GSK during the pandemic, and I imagine you had to just hit the ground running. So what was that like for you? Maybe walk us through how you handle so much in such a short amount of time. 
Yeah, you know, I came exactly two years ago in November, and that was at the tail end of so many different disruptive changes for people and our society as a whole. We were dealing with the pandemic and really at the height of that. We're also dealing with a tremendous amount of social unrest as it related to things like Black Lives Matter and the tragic deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, for example. And many people were rethinking their overall lives. And there was that period of the great resignation. Well, I was part of that group. And I got a call from what at the time was GSK Consumer Health, soon to be Haleon. And they talked to me about the opportunity to lead the U.S. business through this transformation. I knew at the time that they would be separating out to a standalone company. And strangely enough, I'm one of those few people that's been able to do that twice. So I spent 20 years in consumer packaged goods in the food industry and was with a company that had separated out into a separate standalone snacking business, ultimately, which became Mondelez. And so I had had this experience before, was excited to be able to apply some of the lessons I learned in terms of leading through that type of change, but also really excited about the opportunity to work in a very relevant category being consumer health. I loved the way they were talking about the opportunity for this business. It wasn't just about extracting growth opportunities, which obviously are important for us. But first and foremost, it was about the opportunity to have an impact on humanity with something as important as our own self-care. And we really are living that purpose every day. So my role in the U.S. was not only to help to build out the Halion brand when we launched the business, and that was done through you know local activation, including going to the New York Stock Exchange and helping our new CEO to ring the bell. <laughs> I also had the opportunity to engage with employees and building the new culture while we were still having to ensure we maintain the health of the U.S. business, which was exciting for me, for sure. Were there any trends that emerged during the pandemic that remain to this day? Yeah, so many, and particularly in our space. But, you know, there definitely were trends that I think we all felt. We all had to figure out new ways at the time. I think, you know, everyone realized that folks weren't going into the stores the way they had. And so the digital and e-com adoption exploded exponentially versus what the previous growth curve had been. So that seamless path to purchase was now the norm versus the exception. I think people's awareness of their own health and fragility and the shift then to more proactive management of their health versus just managing conditions when they were feeling sick or ill. Definitely, we saw that and we're continuing to see that growth. So areas like immunity exploded where people were trying to be proactive about protecting themselves. Things like vitamins and, and multivitamins also saw a lot of growth during the pandemic as people were being more proactive about health versus just managing condition. We also saw people recognizing that they needed to really have a better understanding of their own health and their own health conditions. Self-diagnosis became bigger. Now everyone is very used to thinking about, oh, I can take a COVID test at home or I can use other technologies to understand what's going on with me. So that kind of behavior changed dramatically during that time. And we continue to see that to be the case as we come out of the peak of the pandemic. Speaking of self-diagnosis, I apologize because I, I have a cold right now. So I'm so sorry that you're dealing with that. But as long as you're using Robitussin and Theraflu, I'm happy to help you. <laughs> as you say, they're, they're in my cabin at home, so I should be using them. But I wanted to switch here a little bit and talk about your own career. 
you know, you've spent your entire career prior to Halion in CPG products. You started out as a research scientist, incredible. And then you shifted into marketing for Kraft Foods and Mondelez before you joined GSK Healthcare. Curious, you know, what drew you from that research science phase of your career into marketing? And how has that experience shaped your approach now you're actually in healthcare? Yeah, so I, I actually started my career. My undergrad is in biology, and I, I spent my career as a scientist in the early years with Procter & Gamble, doing hair care technology, actually, which was an amazing way to start to understand the power not only of technology and trusted science, but the connection with consumers and you know marketing. So I got first bit by the marketing bug while I was there at P&G. And decided then to pursue that as a full-time career and spent 20 years in food with Kraft and then ultimately Mondelez. I think what I enjoy the most about the transition to marketing is marketing is so much about problem solving, right? It's about, you know, in many ways, it is the application of the scientific method. You have a hypothesis and then you go and do some experimentation to understand if, you know, you can prove out that hypothesis and then hopefully scale up the learnings to something that can help grow your business. So in many ways, I was equipped from that perspective. But I think what marketing also gave you is that connection to consumers in a different way. And for me, particularly as an African-American woman, Sometimes when you're in groups that are not necessarily always represented, you have a passion to really understand people in a deep way, bring their stories to life and ensure that when we're doing our work as marketers to build brands, that we're able to connect with a broad range of consumers in a way that's meaningful and compelling to them. So I have always taken that into how I build brands, I think very inclusively. And when I build my teams, I try to ensure that we really look to the broadest range of consumer insights when we try to connect our brands with consumers. And it's definitely something that I have the opportunity to do at Halion, particularly because we are focused on delivering everyday health with humanity, which our primary focus, there's three areas that we believe we need to focus on to do that, which is making healthcare more inclusive, making healthcare more achievable, and making healthcare more sustainable. So it really aligns with my own personal drive and purpose. And I can do that with my passion of building brands as well. And that's amazing. I'm interested in the differences between, you know, how you market consumer healthcare uh, from CPG brands. I mean, that's, is there a different strategy involved? I know both involve the word consumer, but is there a different way of thinking about healthcare versus the other kind of brands you were marketing? For years, I thought it was. Like food was regulated by the FDA and so are health brands. There's definitely a difference in terms of, you know, the interaction between the F or the D portion of that. But I always thought, you know, it was this limiting environment where you really can't be free to connect with consumers and build your brands in the way you wanted to. And in some cases, that may be the case, particularly in traditional pharma, where rightfully so, they want to make sure they're, first of all, you know, maintaining the safety and quality and connection with consumers. But in consumer health, it really is all the same tools in your toolkit in terms of how to build a brand, the strategic foundations of ensuring that you understand who that brand is and how they can connect with consumers and brand love. There is definitely a component of trusted science that's even more important in consumer health, which is a great full circle moment for me as, you know, starting my career as a scientist and wanting to go into marketing and now being able to apply both. So there definitely is that. And particularly for us at Halion, 
building in that trusted science and all of our brands and our products and our consumer engagement is incredibly important for us. But all the channels of connecting with consumers, all the ways and traditional strategic foundations that you think about in terms of how to build a brand and the consumer insight required to do that is all very similar. You know, what's interesting in recent years, it seems like consumers are more connected than ever when it comes to healthcare, as you've mentioned. I recall we did a story here actually about smart thermometers that use real-time data to track flu and COVID outbreaks. I mean, that's to say that technology is speeding up the way healthcare is managed. Does that new element of speed impact the way you market consumer healthcare? Definitely that connection between self-care and technology has been growing and accelerated significantly during the pandemic, for sure. If we think back to like, what's the insight there is there's this aspect of personalization. People want to understand exactly what's going on with them. And I think they're more comfortable with having the ability to learn using technology than maybe they had been before. I think there's also this aspect to your point of speed and a seamless connection to not only understanding what's going on with me, but how can I have a solve for that, whether it's with a product or with an engagement with a healthcare expert. And so we are taking that very seriously at Haleon in terms of how we think about building our brands and growing our business. We're not just thinking about how to develop new products that can deliver against the consumer's needs in healthcare, but also the services that may help to ensure that we can make healthcare more achievable, as I mentioned, as one of our core pillars of growth. Examples of that are we're looking at product plus service on our Nicorette brand, where we're not only providing consumers with products that can help them on their quit smoking journey, but we're building out digital capabilities and services that give them behavioral support to help them on that journey because it is incredibly hard to do. And our products alone, coupled with services, give them an even more support on that difficult journey. We're thinking about that in terms of personalization in our multivitamin space. How can we ensure that we give people what they need based on their own specific needs or their stage in life? So all of those things are definitely on the radar for us as we think about how we grow. Now, you previously mentioned how retail was impacted during the pandemic. Retail media as a category has since grown and expanded. And it's honestly another connection point with the consumer. How does Haleon think about retail and how is it merging perhaps its e-commerce and shopping marketer strategies? I joke all the time is the lines have blurred significantly over the pandemic. We have retailers that are now media partners and media partners that are now (laughs) retailers, if you think about social commerce and those types of things. And consumers are very comfortable and fluid in all of those spaces. And at this point, almost expecting to have that seamless access and that seamless ability to manage through both. So during the pandemic, based on the lockdowns that were happening throughout the country, as well as just people's personal decisions, in terms of how they were social distancing, we saw a lot of in-store traffic decline quite a bit, which our retailer partners were very agile and were able to adjust to increase you know, their capabilities and access through e-commerce. 
And we had to be as agile and adjust in terms of making sure we had the right assortment, making sure we could fulfill the needs both in a traditional in-store retail model or an, an online model. And so all of our industry, I think, learned a ton through this period and have recognized that what's important for us is to operate at the speed of culture to be there where consumers either want to learn more about our products or purchase and engage with them. And we're doing that across multiple platforms. Retail media is an important part of that journey and definitely has guided a lot of our resourcing shifts as we think about how we're connecting with consumers. Are you experimenting with any new channels or tactics? TV is still definitely an important part of our overall media ecosystem, but we also are seeing that connected TV is becoming an increasingly more important part of that overall mix. And we're thinking about not only ensuring that we've got the right media mix, but do we have the right content strategy to support these different channels? So in the past, you know, with traditional linear TV, most of our advertising is really focused on communicating out to consumers in that one-way engagement. But now so many more of the platforms are two-way, including connected TV, where you can have interactive content and can have the opportunity to engage on multiple channels at the same time. So that's what we're developing, you know, and continuing to focus on so we can make sure we stay and keep pace with where consumers are. It sounds like a sea change in the way, not necessarily your company, but the way we think now is consumer first, right? You're thinking about the consumer's needs and more and more granular way or a more and more personalized way. On that point, I noticed you recently won a PR Week award for in-home communicator of the year. Could you tell us about the award and what that meant to your team and why you won it? Thanks for the proper embarrassment. I do think what I love about Halion is that we really are first and foremost a purpose-driven company. And you can talk to any Halion employee and hopefully everyone that we talk to will also be able to repeat this is a company that wants to deliver better everyday health with humanity. One of the ways that we do that is not just think about how we're going to build our brand, but how can we impact healthcare and make it more inclusive and more achievable for consumers around the world. So this PR award specifically was about purpose-driven marketing. And what it represented for us was a recognition that we really are living that purpose and not just purpose saying, but purpose doing. Across our brands this year, we've activated with purpose, identifying those spaces where we could help shed light on areas where maybe people had undue barriers to healthcare, like on Theraflu. We launched the Rest and Recover campaign, which helped to build awareness on the lack of paid sick leave for many Americans and what that does to impact their ability to stay healthy and rest and recover when they are sick. On Nicorette, we launched a Smokeless Breaks campaign, which We love the fact that they take breaks. They probably take more breaks than most people do, but we hope that they can continue to do those breaks without smoking. So we developed in partnership with Spotify, a custom playlist that was developed by Berklee School of Music that actually is intended to activate the same neural pathways as you get when you're smoking a cigarette, but listening to music instead. We launched a campaign with Chapstick where we developed a custom Chapstick 
a Love Wins chapstick that was sold and the proceeds went to It Gets Better to support the LGBTQ plus community in Pride Month. So we are really trying to focus not only on building our brands, but looking for those spaces where we can make healthcare more inclusive and more achievable. I think that recognition represents that hopefully we're on the right path and we're doing that well across the portfolio. I just want to say I need that playlist. I'm not a smoker, but I still want to hear that Spotify playlist. It's available on Spotify. So just look for smokeless breaks. I also want to talk about another partnership that you guys have recently started, and that's with Microsoft using its Seeing AI Barcode Scanner app. Can you talk a little bit about this partnership and how it's meant to make healthcare more accessible? When we launched the company, we wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to provide some big proof points in terms of our commitment to making healthcare more achievable and inclusive. And so Microsoft has a platform that has been created in the past and the blind and low vision community have been using it for some time now called Seeing AI. It's an amazing platform that allows you to use your camera, scan, whether it's literature, publications, and you can listen and it automates voice so that you can basically listen to the content that you're scanning. They didn't have the ability though yet for products. And as you can imagine, for people who are blind or low vision, picking up one box versus the other without the ability to really know what it is can be incredibly challenging and reduces your independence. And so we thought, you know, what better way to make sure that all of our products, folks that are in that community, as well as anyone that's just having a a hard time seeing labels, which we all have in the middle of the night, particularly our labels, which are so important to make sure that you know what it is and you know what you're taking. So we worked with Microsoft to optimize the actual technology so that the scanning experience is seamless. They could scroll through and identify exactly what they needed versus having to listen to everything. So you can scroll through and get right to you know the doses directions, or you can scroll through and get right to the active ingredient. And so we optimized that experience and now have enabled all of our products across Halion. So in the U.S. in particular, 1,500 SKUs that can be accessed through seeing AI. GSK is a storied brand. It's been around for a long time. It's also a global brand. I'm curious from your perspective, you know, here in the United States, what does it mean to be part of a marketing team for such a storied legacy company that also has this big global presence? One of the things that was an interesting consideration as we launched Halion was that we were leaving in the past that GSK brand, which in some ways it definitely is a stamp of trust and approval and trusted science. And we wanted to make sure we carried that on into the new company. So one of the great things about Halion is that we've taken the best of local and the best of global. So we still are leveraging our global scale quite a bit. And in the U.S. market in particular, we have several global brands that we partner with global marketing teams and strategy teams to build those brands. But we also have a big portion of our portfolio that are our local strategic stars like brands like Advil and Tums and Emergency that I mentioned. And it's really important for us to leverage that scale as a competitive advantage for us in terms of global and local. So the trusted science, as I talk about quite a bit, is an important global capability that we have through a global R&D team that supports our entire business and ensures that we brought that from that GSK legacy into Halion. Global marketing is definitely a capability that we're exploiting across our portfolio as well. 
everyone around the world needs to benefit from better everyday health with humanity. And we're taking advantage with it both on global and local level. Now that we're in 2023, what marketing trend are you most excited about for this year? I think less about marketing trends and more about what are the consumer behaviors and the things that we want to think about the most. And then are there marketing new ways to connect with consumers in that way? You know, obviously, everyone's thinking about Web3 and how do they think about engaging not only with our traditional media interaction, but now in a world that's immersive and surrounding consumers in a different way. I think that we're going to continue to focus on decom and e-com as a big enabler of our growth and ensuring that we can continue to have those seamless connections with consumers, regardless of where they want to learn or learn about or buy our products. Being inclusive and ensuring that we're continuing to focus on a broader range of more diverse consumers is incredibly important to our growth story. And so we will continue to ensure that our marketing is inclusive and culturally relevant and where we're investing our dollars is as inclusive as possible as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about Web3 and what you're thinking about in that area? Yeah, you know, I think we're all just kind of stumbling around in the dark right now, (laughs) to be perfectly honest. I would say if we think about that traditional 70-20-10 investment profile of where we're going to put our dollars, we're always thinking about, you know, what's that 10% in the next area of growth. And that's definitely one of the spaces that we're looking at. That's exciting. I think one of the things about the metaverse is you can't get flu in the metaverse. (laughs) Or can you? (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> That's it for The Current. Stay tuned because next time we'll have Denise Jeske, the VP of Integrated Customer Marketing for Zulily, a U.S. e-commerce company for young moms. We're usually featuring deals and items a little bit before the rest of the retailers and are offering them early so that the moms can get it early. That's kind of a bit of the Zulily magic is creating that sense of discovery, curating high quality items, and just really anticipating her wants and needs before she does. The Current is a production of Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Caliber. The Trade Desk team includes Cassie Crosby, Ivan Sikic, and Kat Vesey. And remember... We really are, first and foremost, a purpose-driven company that wants to deliver better everyday health with humanity. I'm Elise. And I'm Damien. And we'll see you next time.